My Leadership Podcast. Matt McClory here from Colonial Church here in sunny St. Augustine, Florida. I pray that this leadership podcast would be a useful tool, practical and inspiring for you on your journey as you seek to grow in leadership in every way you can. God bless you. Hi, welcome to a, an episode of Leadership with Matt McClory, and I'm really excited to be recording this episode. I used this uh, message to speak to our staff just this week, actually, and I really believe it's a message for the time uh, that we're living in right now. So um, if you're tuning in, I assume it's because um, you're interested in leadership, you want to grow leadership, uh, perhaps you love leadership, perhaps that growth and development when it comes to leadership is, is big for you. So um, no matter which which angle you're coming from, I really am just grateful that you're tuning in. And please, it just helps us out if you subscribe, maybe leave a comment um, or a rating. That would be super cool as well. But, um, but yeah, grateful you're here. And um, obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic right now globally. Lots of people looking for answers, lots of people looking for um, for solutions. I think the great thing about being a believer and the Lord Jesus Christ is uh, every single day, whether there's a pandemic going on or not, we have the answer. We know the answer, and his name is Jesus, and um, he's pretty awesome. So I want to encourage you, though, um, from the scriptures. I've got a passage here in Philippians uh, chapter 1, verse 12, and I'm reading from verse 12 to 20, sorry, from 12 to, uh, where am I, 12 to 14. Um, this is Paul, obviously, speaking to his church uh, in Philippi uh, that he pioneered. He was obviously an apostle, but this is what he says in verse 12. He says, now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, what has actually happened to me, speaking of his own persecution, speaking of his own uh, current circumstance. He says, I want you to know that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel, and as a result, It has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters, and I love this part, have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. So I've titled this this, uh, leadership message, uh, this episode on my podcast, The Isolated Leader. Lessons from Paul. Um, I love this this passage of scripture. I love Philippians one. Philippians one six uh, is actually one of my favorite uh, verses in all the Bible. Um, talks about God starting a work in you. Paul says, "I'm confident that he who began this great work in you will carry it on to completion in Christ Jesus." That's verse six, and I love that verse because. Um, Really, ultimately, what that's saying is that your future in Christ has never looked so good, um, and it's pretty awesome. So we can learn so much from Paul. Paul wrote this from prison. He wrote this from jail. He wrote this from from um, to bring this up to a cu- current context or mode of thinking. Listen to me right now. He wrote this from isolation. He wrote from house arrest. Um, he was... Yes, yeah, socially distant from the people that he was leading. He was he was separated from the people that um, that he loved. Um, and this particular verse makes up what um, 
what theologians call, Bible scholars call the prison epistles. And the prison epistles is interesting because it refers to four specific letters written by the Apostle Paul while he was under house arrest in Rome. And that whole journey in itself is interesting because he went to Jerusalem, obviously proclaimed the gospel there, was thrown in jail, appealed to Rome, um, was granted the ability to go to Rome, goes to Rome, ends up in house arrest. But he writes four epistles, four letters, and I want to read them to you. Just for context, just so you know, uh, he reads, he, he writes, uh, the letter to the Ephesians, the, the Ephesians. He writes to the Philippians. He writes to the Colossians and he writes to Philemon. Now, it's, it's amazing to me, especially Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, how often we as believers refer to those epistles, refer to those encouraging scriptures, how powerful that is. So each of those three letters was obviously written to a specific church. In the case of Philemon, that was an individual. Um, but each of these letters were written from prison, that were written from house arrest, that were written from a place of isolation. So that's why I've called this little uh, message, The Isolated Leader, because as we look to Paul for inspiration here, we're able to see what he did, how he was actually able to, to navigate, how he was actually able to, to do this thing. He, he just had this amazing ability as the greatest apostle who ever lived to be able to still lead and to still be able to um, direct and inspire and encourage even while isolated. So that's a challenge for us today. I really think we can lean in right here, learn some things. And I've got a few thoughts for us. I've got a few ideas that you can really grab a hold of here on this podcast. If, you, if you've got a little note, uh, notepad and a pen, just write these down. But maybe these would be something that you could grab for yourself and, and it's essentially establishing your own leadership, your own life right now. But what did Paul do? How did he lead while he was isolated, while he was socially distant, while he obviously was forced into isolation at this particular point? But what did he do? Number one um, observation is this. He had a longing for people. So he had gone, he'd spent time with these people, say in the example of the Philippians or the Ephesians. He, he'd gone and he'd established a core group of mature believers, he'd built this, this, this people group. He'd built these believers in Jesus. He built this opportunity. Um, uh, he seized this opportunity and built these churches, built these communities, and he'd grown them into mature believers, and then he moved on. And then he went to Jerusalem, appealed to Rome, ends up in Roman house arrest. But looking back on this, what, what do we see taking place here is he has this longing for the people that were in his world. And I believe as leaders right now, 2020, in the midst of social distancing and social isolation, being forced to stay at home, being forced to be isolated, we also could have this longing for people and we can talk about that longing for people. Um, his leadership, he expresses this, this, this longing for people. Let me show you examples of Paul doing this. Romans 1, verse 11, he says, For I long to see you, that I may impart some spiritual gift to you. Second Timothy says this to, to Timothy, and who obviously was the, the, the leader of the church in Ephesus. He says this, I long to be with you again. He had a longing. So I believe as leaders right now, what, we can, what can we do? We can actually tell people we miss them. Tell people that we long to share the love with them again. We tell them right now that this is going to pass. This is just a season. Um, there is going to be a time when we can be back together. But as leaders, we can 
we can inspire hope and we can obviously point people to heaven. But what we can do in the midst of it is we can say, hey, we long to be around you again. If you're a church leader listening to this, you can say to the people that are in your church right now, you can say, hey, I can't wait until we're back together again. I can't wait. I have a longing. Oh, I'm so excited about when we're going to get to gather again as people. You know, for me, as being the pastor of our church um, alongside Jill, I've already sensed this yearning, this longing. It hasn't even really been that long. Um, I'm not in house arrest in Rome like Paul. I'm not um, in chains like Paul was, but I am at home um, working it out. And, you know, there's this longing that, that I have to be with our people, to be in the lobby, to be in the foyer with people. I was even telling our team this week to stand at the back and, oh, man, just see worship happening and watch watching people encounter God and how powerful that is. So, so yeah, I think we can look to Paul and understand, hey, he had a longing for people and so should we. Um, and it definitely should be a, a part of our leadership and something that we communicate. And that, that brings me to the second observation I have about Paul and the, the isolated leadership that he shows us is this. He still communicated constantly. So that's number two. He still communicated constantly. Um, I just had this thought, you know, when it came to Paul's journey, I was like, you would have thought like under house arrest and in prison that this would have been his opportunity to take a pass, you know. This would have been his opportunity to just say, you know what, it's God. I know I'm called. You've called me to this, uh, but I'm in, I'm in house arrest. You know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill. I'm just gonna take a step back. I'm gonna do what they tell me to do. I'm just gonna try to get out of here. But he didn't do that. He wrote letters. He communicated. Even inside of jail and house arrest, he was he was organizing. He was directing. Uh, he was encouraging. He was inspiring. Listen to me. He was leading even in the midst of that environment and that situation. So that tells me i got no issues here. I'm at home with my family, which I'm called to lead and to love. But when it comes to my leadership, is, is, is I've got no, I, I got no real excuses right now. I can still use social media. I can still use um, the telephone. I can still um, send emails. I can, I can you know, jump on IGTV and I can tell the people around me just how much that I love them and just how much that God loves them as well, I can I can display that leadership that Paul displayed. So we can still communicate constantly. And that's another observation I get here from Paul. The third observation I see is that he ensured that the gospel went forward. Big leadership lesson here. Big, big leadership lesson. Let me read it to you again. He says, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, this is Philippians 1 verse 12. He says, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. What has happened to me, this 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 situation I find myself in, I wonder if we as leaders, maybe you're a person that runs a business and you're a, a kingdom-spirited business person. I wonder if you could take on this spirit that we see here in Paul, which is essentially to say, hey, despite this situation, despite what is happening to me, Actually, what's going to happen is that the gospel is going to be advanced. The, the message, the good news of Jesus Christ is going to keep going forward despite the limitations that I find myself with. This is an opportunity. I believe that even, even in the midst of, of, of us having to draw back from, from certain things, that we can do what Paul did is ensure that the gospel goes forward. We can still uh, utilize and and use the current tools and the methods that, that are available to us and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ 
goes forward. And I love that he says this in verse 14. He says, and because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters, he's speaking about people like you and me. He says, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. I believe that as leaders today, we have the opportunity, if we'll take on this bold confidence like Paul, that people will look around us and say, man, because of that confidence, because of even, even those limitations, for Paul, they were chains, but for us, they're different. But man, what an opportunity for us to say, you know what, we're going we're gonna to make sure this thing goes forward. And I believe that people will get swept up in that exhaust as you choose to make that choice. Um, the other thing and the final thing about this right here is he stayed on mission. So what, what, ha- what do I see here? I see that he had a longing for people. Number two, he communicated regardless. Number four, he ensured that the gospel went forward. And number four, he stayed on mission. What do I mean by that? He stayed on mission. He maintained his purpose. He still prayed. He still worshipped. He still stayed on mission. You know, I think about the, the, the time that he was in the Philippian jail with with Silas. What did he do? He was, I mean, the Bible tells us he was singing. He was worshipping. Um, even in the middle of a jail, he was he was singing. He was praying. He was worshipping. He ultimately was moving forward. So number four was he stayed on mission. Uh, I just want to encourage you as a leader, stay on mission. Yeah, you might be able to, to you, you might have to, to, to navigate things differently, look at things a little bit differently. Listen to me, you can stay on mission. You can stay with your mission. You can further the mission. And to me, I think I love about reading Pauline scripture, Paul, you know, Paul scripture is, is, is that, he really doesn't even get the sense that he's complaining about it. Like even when he talks about his shipwreck experience, he's talking about, oh, yeah, we you know, endured all this stuff. But it was always because of the mission. It was always to inspire the mission of the gospel going forward. So my question for you today, just, just before I finish, is this. How tough do things have to get before you will quit? How tough do things have to get before you will quit? Because I would... I would lobby today and I would encourage you today to see this as an opportunity and understand that, yeah, it's slightly discomfort, uncomfortable. Yeah, it's annoying that, that you have to sort of shift and do things a little differently. Some, some of you might be out there listening to this. You're like, yeah, I got to lead, uh, digitally right now. I got to, I got to be a digital leader right now. And I'm not used to doing that. I'm used to sitting around the boardroom table and meeting with people face to face. Now I got to jump on Zoom and I got to lead people that way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. Um, but I just want to encourage you as a leader, you're called to so much and your pain threshold is actually probably greater than you think it is. And I, I really believe this is an opportunity for us to say, hey, let's not let's not see this as, as, a, as a, a negative. Let's use it as a positive. I personally, for our church, I'm believing for growth through this period at a time where there's people out there saying that churches are going to decline and Churches are going to weaken and, you know, uh, pulpits are going to decline and, you know, numbers are going to go backwards and, you know, all these all these things. I want to take on this spirit that Paul had and said, you know what? God will use anything. God can use this moment. God can use my Zoom call. God can use my my, my FaceTime. God can use my, my, um, my email that I send my congregation. God can use the update that you give people, your, your business people, your employees that you're seeking to lead right now. Um, even in the family structure, can I just encourage you, if you listen to this, you're leading a family, 
Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom or whatever that looks like, but but let's believe to stay on mission in this. Let's maintain our purpose, missio day, stay on mission, and really develop that. And the final thought I had for us today for this podcast is this. He never lost hope. Paul never lost hope. And I, I love to take this a little bit further. I just want to encourage you with this. And as you choose never to lose hope, you think about the, the, the people that follow Paul. They also never lost hope. So not only do you not lose hope, they won't lose hope. And ultimately, God will get the glory. The purpose of, uh, purposes of God will move forward in Jesus' name. And your organization, your leadership world, whatever you're leading now, I believe will go forward and ultimately will prosper because you decided to commit it to God and ultimately do what he's called you to do, even in the midst of current circumstance. So, hey, really believe in your leadership. If you've tuned into this, I, I believe it's because you decided you want to grow your leadership and be a better leader. Um, ultimately, I believe if you commit that to God, then there's no telling what he's going to do with it. Um, I think it's pretty incredible the way God uses ordinary everyday people um, to accomplish his purposes and his plans on the earth. So God bless you. Um, uh, as a church, if there's anything we can do for you, please reach out to us on Instagram um, or online at colonialchurch.life. But our church exists to help people move forward, um, to help people grow, to help people encounter Jesus maybe for the very first time. So you can uh, you can check us out on YouTube. Um, we're there. We're also on Instagram. And obviously, we're not meeting physically right now. That's why this message is geared towards this style of leadership in the current environment. But this is what I believe. This is what I know is that God is still moving. He's still using it. And it really is powerful. So God bless you. And thanks for tuning in. Well, I pray you enjoyed that leadership episode. Thanks for tuning in. I pray it was inspiring and a blessing to you on your journey. Hey, we'd love for you to connect with us. So please leave a comment. And if you'd like to send us an email, send us an email to podcast at colonialchurch.life. Visit us on Sunday as well. We'd love to see you in the house here at 550 State Road 207 at Colonial Church. God bless you.